Oh, but I turned the mic on. Fucking live. <laughs> Finally. There Here you go. Dakota Jones. Hello, sir. How you doing? What's up, man? You Thanks know? for being here. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Just marveling at this <clears throat> awesome room. Got a lot of... Uh, Paraphernalia. Is that the right word? Paraphernalia? Memorabilia. That's the right word. Uh, yeah, paraphernalia is not the right word. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Memorabilia in this room. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. You got uh, basically the entire fictional universe on these walls. Trying. Mm-hmm. Trying, working on it. Yeah. Nicely done. I uh, appreciate it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. This is my first actually live podcast on Twitch. Mm. Honored. I'm honored to be here. Thank yeah. you. So this is number 26. Um, so I told myself every 25 episodes I'd do like something new or I don't know, something, a bigger like thing for the podcast, I guess. Okay. So after 25, my goal was to have live video because I was recording them all, but I was just putting them up on YouTube. Mm. Um, speaking of which, I didn't start recording this. Um, but I was putting them up on YouTube and, uh, they weren't getting a whole lot of views or anything. So I figured I wanted to start streaming live, but I figured I'd do YouTube to begin with. And then Twitch has been getting larger and larger and more podcasts are moving to Twitch. So that's interesting. I figured Twitch would be a good place to just start instead of YouTube. Well, you know, um, I'm a, uh, I'm kind of a production oriented sort of individual, so I'm really interested in kind of like the inner workings of your operation because, well, at work I've had to recently get some people up on a podcast. Yeah. Um, over at Brian, and um, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, you're running a lot of technology in here. <laughs> right. You know? I know it's a lot of <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the average person can't can't figure this out. I can tell you that much. No, they cannot. No, no. I mean, you're, you're live streaming to Twitch, uploading to YouTube. Uh, you know what? You're on uh, Apple Podcasts. Are you on Stitcher? Yeah, I'm on Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Spotify. Interesting. Google um, Play. Have you ever heard of um, have you ever heard of anchor.fm? Anchor? Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, it's like this. Uh, it's a startup with a little seed money. Yeah, they're they're trying to be a SoundCloud competitor. Really, um, which is interesting to me because a lot of people talked about SoundCloud going away at one point. Like, really, oh, like, oh, SoundCloud doesn't make money, and so it's weird to see a competitor try their hand at it. I've um, never used SoundCloud before, dude. It's nice. I've, I mean, I've <laughs> never like produced content for. I guess I don't know the SoundCloud space. I mean, yeah. as far as I know, it's mostly just like DJs and shit like that putting stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah, that that's that's a big that's a big community um, over there. Yeah, like uh, personally, uh, I listen to a show called the the Future Beat Show uh, by DJ Complexion on SoundCloud. DJ Complexion. DJ Complexion. Yeah, there you um, go. it's pretty nice because it's like you know you can listen to a two hour mix that's got some pretty good stuff on it and never encounter a single ad. Really? Yeah, and I think that might be part of SoundCloud's problem with their profitability. <laughs> you know, is that people can manage to do that? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a huge podcasting community over there. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson's got his own show on SoundCloud. Yeah, I mean, I know he does uh, actual uh, over the air broadcasts as well. But yeah, that one. What's that one called? Star Talk Radio. Star Talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is a fucking fascinating guy. Honestly, if you're an atheist and you need someone to believe in, <laughs> it might be him. 
He's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy is going to be. I, he he's smarter than most of the world. I don't think I don't think you could really match his IQ. I don't think so either. But he seems super nice too. You know, like really approachable for being as um, I guess well-rounded and worldly as he is. He seems like a very approachable guy. I mean, listening to his show, I I I would love to have him as a grandpa or something. You know, he seems yeah, <laughs> yeah he seems awesome. You know, and he's got Bill Nye on that show all the time. I personally uh, respect Bill Nye. I love that guy. Fucking Bill Nye. Bill Nye, dude. He's got a he's got a movie out. Did you know that? Uh, no. What kind of movie? Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you. So I. Sorry, I'm trying to tweet tweet this shit. I'm listening though. I promise. You fucking millennial. We're going live on Twitch. <laughs> it's up on the gram. It's up on the Twitter. Man. I think we're good. I think well, we're good to go here. Uh, you know, they say uh, multitasking is not real. I know. I don't understand that, to be honest with you. Well, the, in the in the sense of doing multiple tasks simultaneously, I'll give you that. But yeah. in the sense of how most people refer to multitasking, like I can listen to you, but also read something on my phone at the same time. It's true. Well, I would say that that is theoretically possible because I just did it. Like you know, it's like I was just. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, well, the one thing I think. Okay, maybe multitasking not existing is kind of a kind of a bold statement. It's kind of strange to say. I think what experts are are saying is, at least recently, is when you attempt to multitask, you do both you do both activities worse than you would have done just doing one at a time. That is what they say. I have heard that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so you you know you're having a conversation, but also you know live tweeting at uh, the real Donald Trump. Um, you're going to do both shittily. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Teflon, he'll come right back at you with some you know, hardcore insults. He'll call you like silly Jeremy or something like that. I'll agree with that for sure, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We live in this weird culture where people got to be matter of fact about shit all the time. Like, no, dude. Multitasking is not really a thing. Oh, oh so essentially like people got to like um, – Make a point and make it stick like constantly. Yeah, I, I'm right. You're absolutely Multitasking wrong. Multitasking is not real, and this is why. It's like, <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. I'm gonna put headphones in, and I'm gonna listen to you. So tell me what that is. <laughs> I guess like, it's multitasking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like I don't know. It's like what's your definition of multitasking? Well, that's like this weird. We get in this weird space too, where. Uh, it's like to communicate with someone properly. It's like you gotta define what they mean. Like it's like, yeah. Well, that's not very nice. It's like, all right. Well, what's your definition of nice, fuckface? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like you gotta constantly define like your definition of what you're fucking saying. Well, I have a feeling, I, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a historian. I, we're just shooting the shit, but the internet has changed the way that we perceive things. That's true. I think these kinds of conditions, these kinds of matter-of-fact forms of communication, the way that we talk to each other have always existed, but they've never been in the limelight like they are now. That's true. Right? Like, everyone talks about, okay, you go to a holiday party. What you don't talk about religion, politics, and what's the other one? Um, politics, religion, money? That doesn't sound right. 
<laughs> maybe no i think it might just be two you don't talk religion and politics that's like the two maybe religion okay. and politics for sure okay i think everyone agrees you know those are the two dinner there's three it's for sure three i'm gonna google it please do please do He's that's about the, to he's about to do some multitasking, people. That's the great <laughs> thing about being on this live podcast. Except, uh, you know, we've got Cox Internet here, uh, Giga Blast, Giga Blast us. Cox Cox Digital Cable. Uh, please. Did you know I asked them for the family discount and they said no? Um, do you have children? No, like my last name's Cox. Oh yeah, shock. yeah, a bunch of cocksuckers. <laughs> Cocksuckers? Yeah. Cocksuckers. <laughs> okay. Um, the fact that I'm laughing at that means I've been living under a rock. Three topics to avoid at dinner. Three things we're not supposed to discuss. Okay. Oh, my God. What are they? Religion, politics, and money. Oh, oh, you actually got it. Yeah, it's money. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Money. Because no one wants to know how much you fucking make, asshole. Ooh, totally true. Everyone has that one uncle that's like, yeah, look at my bank account. My, uh, You're like, all right, man. Calm down. I invested in Amazon in 1999. Yeah, like thanks, man. Mm. Thanks for making us all feel bad about our fucking choices. So, um, I just I I said Amazon. I I don't know. Do you have a plan for this podcast, or can we just ramble? Is no, that cool? Just, yeah, whatever. Fantastic. So I uh, I recently flew up to Seattle uh, to see a good friend, and you know, of course, that um, Seattle is Amazon's yeah bitch. Um, when was that? When, when did you go? Uh, that was almost a month ago. Okay. Almost a month ago. So like early August. And, uh, dude, Amazon is everywhere up there. I haven't been, I haven't been to Seattle since 2005 and keep on, you know, I'm a, I'm a very late millennial in the game. In fact, actually, if you, if you, uh, look it up, it's debatable whether I'm a Gen Z or not. No way. I was born in 1995. Uh, Ooh. so that, no, I think you made the cut then. I think I'm, it's like yeah. to 1998. It depends on who you talk to. You know, it depends on, like, who's reporting on it. Like, Forbes says one thing, and, you know, HuffPost says another. I'm going by that study that came out earlier this year that was, like, that new whoever the fuck it was. Yeah, the studies are... Go, I on, go on, though, about the Seattle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so they have um, the most... They, they lease the most office space out of any other employer in the greater Seattle area. I don't know how much square footage it is, but it's ungodly. Is that true? The most office space? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Pew Research will use 1996 as the last birth year for millennials. So really? you're good. Oh, oh, you're I, good. I I actually made the cut. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Okay. Wow. <coughs> so that actually means that my sister is technically a Gen Z. 1981 or, to 1996. That's a that's a wide swath, but I'm glad I I did make the cut. I mean, at least now I can be a, a target of all those awful. <coughs> All of those awful uh, uh, newspaper articles about us, you know, like how millennials are ruining the housing market, ruining how wine is bought. And, you know. I know there's like a new one every week. There was like a millennials are canceling their Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the new one I saw. <laughs> is it because their parents have Amazon Prime and so oh. they just end up using I it? I didn't like even me? bother reading it. I was like, who cares? I was like, that's not even true because I fucking love Amazon Prime. Like, I'll order half my shit from Amazon Prime just because I have it. Well, well, yeah, it's free shipping. It'll be here tomorrow. It's actually, I, I think the, I think the, uh, the actual value that you get out of Amazon Prime is unprecedented. Yeah. Um, come on, you get two day free shipping on most items on Amazon. I mean, yeah. we're talking like probably over eighty percent. The majority Amazon. of items. The majority of items. Yeah. You also get everything that's streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Mm -hmm. How do you beat that? 
Yep. I, I, I'm not about to become an advertisement for Amazon, but when I see that kind of, those kinds of services, because I feel like a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. A lot of people want to start their own small business. I'd love to be a small business owner at some point. That sounds amazing. But how do you compete with stuff like that? You how don't. Do, you don't. You don't. The scale is insane. I mean, you have to have hundreds of millions of people subscribing to your service to be able to make money off of something like that. Amazon yep. Prime is only a thing because hundreds of millions of people agree so that it's a many thing. people. If if <clears throat> only if you know if only 10,000 people sus- subscribe to Amazon Prime, it would disappear tomorrow because it, I mean, it, it's so good. It's almost too good to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but anyway, so uh, we went to this, um, when I was in Seattle, I, we went to this place. Well, we went to this event called the South Lake Union Block Party. And it was sponsored by Amazon, um, Microsoft, and a handful of other tech companies that are up there. And um, there were Amazon employees everywhere. And the only reason I know that is because I ended up talking to some people because they had a beer garden. And, uh, you know, the, the local craft brews were cheap, yeah. fortunately. And, uh, I met these people. They had a bunch of corgis, and I was like, "Oh, guys, like, can I pet your dogs? I love dogs, you know." And uh, end up talking to them. They work for Amazon Web Services. These guys are coders. That's cool. Yeah, and like this one guy was like, "Yeah, like I, I bought this corgi because all my fucking friends were buying corgis." And, and keep in mind, a corgi is like a, a one thousand dollar dog. All my friends were buying corgis. <laughs> I had to get one, dude. All my friends were fucking buying them, bro. Yeah, yeah. So that's the bandwagon, I guess, over there at Amazon is you know all my all, all my coworkers are buying corgis, but because Amazon's got this company policy where you can actually bring your dogs into work, that's badass. That is badass, unless your dog's reactive like my dog. If I brought my dog into work and he saw another dog, he'd go ape shit. Yeah, my dog probably yeah. would just be wandering around the office all day. And at the end of the day, I'd be like, dude, have you seen my dog? <laughs> Just leaving turds everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if he'd shit all over the place, but he's just a friendly guy. <laughs> well, I mean, that, be all excited. That's that's more than to be said for my dog. Um, my dog's friendly to people. My dog loves people, but yeah. hates other dogs. Oh, really? Well, it's such a weird, specific situation. Like, we got him from the pound. We got him from Arizona Humane Society. Yeah, and he. <laughs> hates other dogs that are on leashes when he's on his leash and we're walking him around he hates other dogs on walks he he will bark and lunge and all this shit really when he meets other dogs in a house like another dog comes to the house or like we go visit people with dogs he loves those dogs and they're all off the leash and they're totally cool i wonder if it's like a territorial thing when he's on the leash maybe like he has to protect like you you know what i mean it might be something mentally uh, maybe yeah something like that it's such a weird psychological happenstance with that dog so that's weird when i think about taking him into public i get anxiety because you know i don't want to embarrass myself it's it's a problem and i, I couldn't have taken him to the south lake union block party because there were a, a crap ton of dogs there which made it awesome yeah but those people are so lucky i'm gonna tell you right now the world of dogs right now the internet if you have a dog that's not reactive you are super lucky. You are super lucky because yeah. you can go anywhere with your dog. Yeah. Now, I'm going to bet, and, you know, this might be controversial. If you don't have a reactive dog, it means you probably bought it rather than adopted it. I'm just making an assumption, but it might be true. Because when I went to the pound, that was hellish. That was awful. That could be. Could be have to do with an adopted dog. 
I don't know. Like, there were dogs in cages, like, barking at each other the whole time we were there. And I think that's where it comes from. I think it's like, okay, like, your dog has spent, like, months in these in this cell. It could be. Like, in, like, a learned... Like a learned territorial trait type of deal. I think, yeah. I, that I could know. be. I've never really thought about that type of shit before. I mean, I don't know. I, there's so many dogs. There's so many dogs in this world. It's like, go adopt one, you know? But anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's the darker side of We've been thinking about getting a new dog. Really? Uh, yeah. Second one? Yeah, second one. Yeah, I just don't know how my dog, like you just met my dog. I don't know how he would do with a second dog because he's been the only dog for so long now. And uh, as he gets older, he just gets so much grumpier. (laughs) And like, I just don't know if like he would be able to handle a new dog running around all the time or if he would start snapping at it and shit. Like I get really worried that like uh, he'll play with my mom's dog when we go visit my mom. But, like, at that third or fourth day when we leave, he seems so relieved that we're leaving and, like, he has his own time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just wonder how he would do permanently with another dog at this point, like, in his old ass, old dog life. Yeah. How how old is he? He's nine now. Oh, okay. So he's getting up there. Yeah. He's getting up there a little bit. But, I I mean, maybe that's just my horrible logic and he'd be totally fine with another dog. Well, something that we've discovered because we got our dog back in February. Um, something we discovered is that you oftentimes project your own emotions on your dog. Yeah. What you think they're feeling is not at all what they're feeling. It's what you're feeling. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It's what you're feeling. It's not what your dog's feeling. So maybe you interpreted that your dog feels relieved, but maybe it's because you actually feel relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I could be. I, I do get very relieved. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That so, is very true. And, and you're projecting that emotion on him. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like my fiance Laura, she'll feel bad all the time for something that happens to Jasper, our dog. But in reality, Jasper probably doesn't give a shit, you know. But we yeah. feel bad, you know. Uh, like, oh man, like you know, we didn't feed him on time or something. I don't know. That's just a dumb example. But that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Anyway, so uh, back to back to Amazon and Jeff Jeff Bezos. Um, oh yeah, the richest man in the world. He is the richest man in the world. He's not really, but that's what they say. So that's is that based on net worth? Uh yeah, I would say so. Okay. Well, it's like known net worth in like the current stock market. Oh right. So oh like, sure. I, I said this price. before on this podcast. Like the real richest guy in the world is like. Um, a Saudi prince who's like worth over like a you know trillions of dollars, but he like an oil king. He actually has liquid cash, like actual hard cold dollars. He would have name. more, yeah, than Jeff Bezos. And that's the thing, like Jeff Bezos, he's like the richest man in the world, but he couldn't really like get that much money. You know what I mean? Sure. Even if he took it all out of the ta- like stock exchange and liquidated it all into cash. The government would still take, like, fucking half of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like his stocks are worth that much. But, sure, sure. Well, but, yeah, no, I've looked it up, like, this, this Saudi oil king. Because they don't have to record their income in, like, oh. Saudi Arabia. and Really? They don't have know. to report their income? Yeah. I mean, it's just like... Is there a tax system on that? I mean, he's a king. Like, it's like... Oh, he's actually, like... They're, like, like fucking royalty. Political influence? They're like royalty. They fucking own the oil kingdom. You know what I mean? I'm gonna Google it. Uh, do you think Do you think electric cars are making them shit their pants at all? Or no, probably not. 
Probably not until until electric cars be, can become viable enough, like cheap enough. I mean, I I can go, dude. You can buy a brand new Mitsubishi Mirage, which is like the shittiest, smallest compact car on the market today. It's got a four star safety rating. Yeah, you'll probably end up dying in one someday if you buy it. You can buy one brand new off the lot for like eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, and one year. Wait, one year, and you can buy one used with like very low miles for like six yeah <laughs> until electric cars can get to that point I, yeah i just don't think electric cars are going to be feasible until the gas station company switch i mean until until you can travel anywhere any parking lot has a charging station mm. or they go mobile or whatever like you know because it's not like a feasible you're not going to stop at a gas station in an electric car and wait there 45 minutes to charge. No. You need to stop by a parking lot that has lunch or an activity to leave your car in for an hour to charge. Yeah. So it's like until charging ports are everywhere, I don't see us like transitioning in the grand scheme of things. It's uh, it's an infrastructure problem. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh, it took us. Gosh. What? You got the first production vehicle ever in like 1906 right when was the model t uh uh, the model t yeah could you look that up that was like the like the world's first production car uh 1908 october 1st oh and i do have king salman listed as a richest his net worth is over 1.4 trillion in assets oh that 1.4 trillion that's uh that's 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 higher than the GDP of like yeah. most co- well most the small Rothschild family is reportedly worth over 2 trillion dollars. The House of Saud in Saudi Arabia, the all Saud family has ruled Saudi Arabia with absolute authority since the 1700s. Oh, this is on Investopedia? Though the modern government has been in place since 1932. Dude. The Al-Sad family is headed by King Salman. Not surprisingly, most of the Al-Sad wealth comes from its control of the oil reserves. Yeah, they're like the richest family in the world. I thought, um, I looked into the Rothschild thing um, maybe about a year ago now. I thought... I personally was underneath the impression that that was mostly a conspiracy, but it's, it, <clears throat> is it true? I mean, is there an actual, I thought that the Rothschilds were like, you know, kind of a spread out sort of, Oh, our names are Rothschild and we happen to be rich, but it's not. I don't know. I think it's fairly thing. true. Yeah. That they're well, cause, like a global superpower. They're like the Koch brothers in America. Well, um, the thing like the Roth, like a lot of people think that the reason that, we want into North Korea so bad is because the Rothschilds are pushing world governments to get in there so they can centralize the banks there. Really? Because North Korea is one of the only places in the world that doesn't have a Rothschild, apparently. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist fan. They don't have a bank? They don't have a Rothschild-backed bank. Interesting. So they have, like, the the DRPK bank or whatever, like, the, the Republic of North Korea, but but they don't have a Rothschild, a westernized bank there. And so a lot of people theorize that the reason that the United States and other countries are trying to get in there so bad, and the the nuclear thing is like a big uh, facade 
you know. Really? The real reason is well, to get centralized I banks in there. I did read or hear, I don't know if I read or hear anything these days. Who knows? Um, but they have a lot of, like, like uh, mineral deposits in North Korea. What kinds of minerals? There's, like, reports that they have, like, all sorts of... Uh, like minerals and like veins of shit in their mountains, like gold, and they have like diamond reserves and like emeralds and like all sorts of shit. Wow! Like in their mountain ranges in North Korea, and is like the, trillions of dollars of jewels. But they and, don't have the ability to mine it. They do. That's what like we don't know because we don't know anything about North Korea. No, like we don't know if like they've been fucking mining it and sitting on this gold pile of shit or if you know they don't know anything about it and we think there's these fucking minerals and shit in their mountains do you remember um when the uh when the interview when the interview came out that that james franco movie uh yeah did you ever see it yeah so what was that that was like 2014 i'm pretty sure and i remember i was uh living in a i was living in a frat house basically it wasn't an actual frat but it basically turned into that um it was just like this house in like rio do you remember rio up in flagstaff that, that yeah, neighborhood of that like ghetto neighborhood yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was of living course. over there and uh me and my roommates like w- just watched the whole interview situation unfold where sony pictures got hacked and then that that film got leaked and they yeah, lost yeah. all that money and then um this, it wasn't the CEO, but it was like one of the top administrators and the company got fired over it and all this shit. We ended up watching it on Netflix the weekend it was supposed to come out. Yeah. In theaters. we ended up, They just released it to Netflix. So we're yeah. just like, oh, fuck us. <laughs> I know. And everyone's like, how could Netflix do that? And Netflix is like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like there was a licensing agreement. And then it was fine. Dude, but that's the thing. I mean, think about, I mean, you and I, so we met in film school. You know how much it costs to make a movie oh yeah the interview is no exception that no, movie, dude, they that, went all out that movie probably costs like 23 million to make or something yeah like, something i was gonna say 30 million 30 million sure because and, 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 and most of the money is going to the actors oh for sure yeah it's like ridiculous okay and that shit gets leaked that that's that's essentially like pouring I don't know. You're you're pouring an entire bank's worth of money into something and losing it. Yeah. Sony Pictures bit the dust into on that like one. Into like an acid pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it just disappears. It just oh, disappears yeah. into thin air. Yeah. We're talking more money than than any one of us could ever imagine well, like touching. In, and it keeps happening. It's uh Yeah. In Hollywood it keeps happening with all these movies like uh Kevin Spacey was starring in something like three movies that all got canned. Because oh my god, really? Yeah, because of his oh, like of his sex scandal thing. Like, yeah, they just were like, "Sorry, we're not going to release any of these fucking movies now." And uh, oh same happened with uh, who was that other actor? They canceled his shit. Oh, I can't remember. There. Oh, oh no. Did Did you hear that uh, Dustin Hoffman had um, allegations against him too? Uh-uh, last, last, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I did find that North Korea is sitting on a stockpile of minerals worth trillions. This is from Business Insider. Well, uh, Business Insider is Embedded deep enough. beneath the country's mountain zones are some 200 varieties of minerals, including gold, iron, copper, zinc, magnesite, limestone, quartz, blah, blah, blah. 
The total value of these minerals lies somewhere between $6 trillion and $10 trillion. Wow. The country is too poor to create the infrastructure needed to export the minerals. Mm. How crazy is that? See, that's, and that's what I assumed was that they don't, they don't have the means of actually extracting it. Isn't that disturbing? Well, I mean, it makes sense. Have you ever seen an open pit mine? You know, I mean that that shit. Oh, Dustin Hoffman accused of exposing himself to minors. Have you seen? Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I know we're like all over the place on these topics. Yeah, I think North <laughs> Korea. The whole North Korea thing is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about okay, think about the tractors. Think about the the earth movers. You know, the actual facilities you need to build to actually build a mine. It's it, it's it's crazy. But it's like they have like reportedly like the second largest military in like the world. Really. Right? What? Because it's like every citizen's part of the military. Okay, so they have the largest reserve in the world. I don't know if they actually have the largest military in the world. I'm going to fucking look this up. I, I mean, that would be ridiculous. And also probably all their uh, all their uh, artillery and um, vehicles and equipment is probably super antiquated and outdated. I mean... As of 2016, they had almost 6 million paramilitary personnel, which is the largest paramilitary organization on the world. So they could call on their citizenship to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't... that that I don't think that means shit, because if you don't have... I mean, what wins a war is skill. You know? No, but I wouldn't die for my government. You wouldn't? No. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> like, they, like, they could, like, call all their citizens, like, hey... Hey, we're going to war. Americans would be like, all right, good luck. <laughs> Let us know how it goes, man. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know I mean? it, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh. I, it, okay, it's kind of like, you know, you can lead, uh, what's the saying? You can lead a cow to water, but you can't make a drink. Or yeah. A camel or a whatever. Or fuck, or whatever or, yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, you can give a person, you can give a man a gun, but you can't make him shoot. I mean, uh, what yeah. could... could Theoretically, if someone handed you an AR right now, could you, would you know how to shoot it? Absolutely. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's a bad example. Me for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go get my guns for you. No oh. problem. <laughs> that's right. We, uh, yeah, folks. If you didn't realize, we live in Arizona, um, so, so guns are very common here. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, my grandpa was a Marine, so he I know how to use a gun pretty well. Well, talk to someone in Vermont. Yeah, and, no, and like, right. <laughs> you know, or, or, I mean, anyway, I mean, think about the people that live in North Korea. We're talking about below, well below poverty line, like oh, sharecroppers. Yeah, yeah disturbing. Uh, yeah. Disturbing. If you give them, if you give them, a, a, you know, even even an AK-47 and tell them to fight, it's it's not going to happen. Oh, no. It's but not going to happen. Have you heard about like those diseases they like have, like the people who uh, cross the border? You know, what are they called? Like the people who run away from North Korea and South Korea? Oh, defectors? Defectors. Yeah. Have you ever read about that? Like the diseases they have and stuff? No. From like malnutrition? Like, oh my God. Like all sorts of like, uh. like body stomach worms and like oh, all Jesus. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Because they're just like, oh my God. They're eating like, you know, food grown in like you know, human like fertilizer and like stuff like that. Like, Oh, they're not even using like livestock fertilizer. No, 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 oh, no. Jesus. Like it's like, even their nutrition is like so horrible there that like, uh, it was something, it was something crazy. Like this defector, 
North Korea defector had like something like 18 earthworms or not earthworms, but you know, stomach worms. That is, uh, that is so sad as a Westerner. I, I, I feel bad that I'm just like sitting here talking on a podcast, drinking moon juice from Santan. Right. Parasitic worms <laughs> and chronic liver infection identified North Korean soldier who dramatically defected. Ugh, disturbing. Ugh. This was the guy who, in November, who ran away. He got, like, shot, like, 40 times. He got shot 40 times? Yeah, gangster, dude. He wanted to leave North Korea so bad. He's a gangster. He actually, like, made it to South Korea with those with those gunshot wounds? Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that cool? One of the parasites removed from him was as long as 27 centimeters, more than 10 inches. Yeah. One type of the worms discovered was typically found in dogs. Like, there's a picture of the worm. Oh. oh. What the fuck? Disturbing, dude. He also had hepatitis B. How is he living? Dude, right? In North Korea. And he's part of the military. See, that's, I mean, and, and that's something that's been proven time and time again in history. Uh, a 2015 study of 169 defectors from North Korea found that 17 of the subjects uh, had parasites. Ugh. I, I mean, it's... It, yeah, I mean, weapons can win a war, but, but you have to feed your men, you know? You, you, you have yeah. to have morale. Yeah, disturbing. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't feed the boys, the boys aren't going to fight, you know? Yeah, I mean, if they've got parasites, they're not going <laughs> to fight well, you know? I'll fill my channel out, Alec. Thanks for the feedback. And John, I know Crypto will be pissed if I get a puppy. We have comments, Dakota. That's fantastic. I know. That's so good to hear. We're not we're not broadcasting into uh, into the abyss. I know. <laughs> um, ooh, I wanted to talk to you about the Space Force. You're always wearing a fucking NASA t-shirt and shit. <laughs> yep, not today, actually, but yes. Um, yes. <laughs> that What you said about like feeding your soldiers, I was just talking to Tyler about this on my last podcast. Like The Space Force... Like, one of the main reasons we need one is to, like, protect our satellites. Oh, okay. And I've never really thought about this concept until I had that conversation of, like, like what you just said, like, feeding soldiers. Sure. Like, you know, like, one of the ways we won uh, wars in the past was, like, salt used to be used to preserve food. And so, he's like, General Custer or something like that. Um went after the enemy's salt reserves so they couldn't preserve food for soldiers anymore. Or they couldn't smoke meat. And that's how we won. It was like the Revolutionary War or the Civil War. Whatever fucking General Custer War that was. Whatever the fuck it was. But, uh, so, like, back in the day, they used to go after food supplies. To win. To win wars. Because soldiers can't eat, they can't fight. Basic shit. But, like, in the future... If they attack our satellites and make it so we can't communicate, then we can't win a war. You ever play uh, Modern Warfare Three? Uh, no. I think it was the Maybe. third. I think it was the third Modern Warfare. But like Neil deGrasse Tyson was just talking about it on a podcast of how that's like the most crucial thing we need to protect. Because if someone just went up and nuked our satellites, then we have no cell phones. We have nothing. Bank transactions. We got no radar. You know, nothing. Like the first satellite that was launch was for radar so are you talking about sputnik it was like the first military satellite an actual military like satellite. the actual first one put I think sputnik in the was sky just a demonstration but yeah i mean 
It's if, a fascinating concept to me. I, it, it sold me on the Space Force because I thought it was a big joke before that. And I was like, oh, no, sure. we do need to protect satellites. Well, okay. Here's the, here's the one thing I'll say. Here's the one thing I'll say about that. Well, no, we're going to say a lot of things about it. If you take down another country's satellite, that is an immediate declaration of war. Yeah. And we're talking big time. Uh, if someone targeted a, a U.S. satellite, you're, you're, asking, you're asking for trouble big trouble you're asking for invasion is what you're asking for and same thing if we took down a chinese satellite holy shit yeah, but what if they just took them all down at the same time and then we didn't know who it was because well, we don't have any fucking satellites that's that's true that's true but you've got to think about you've got to think about how difficult it is to actually and even in this day and age think about the stuff that's happened recently with spacex right spacex has a nasa contract and yeah. even they have failures where, you know, you have a rocket go up and uh, a satellite. What, what? This happened just last year where a, a huge, a, a massive investment of a satellite got launched into a decaying orbit and then it just fucking burnt up. And, and, and then you have rockets blowing up on takeoff still to this day, unmanned vehicles just exploding on the launch pad. It's yeah. still really difficult to get into space. Yeah. People think that we've got it down, but really, really, it's a it's an incredibly complex science. That's why people joke about it, like, oh, oh yeah, rocket science. Oh, it's fucking, oh it's you're making this simple thing difficult. rocket science. Yeah. It's because it's actually really, really, really difficult. I can't say really enough. Yeah. The people that get paid to launch rockets get paid very, very well. Yeah. And it's for a reason. It's super hard. So to actually target a satellite that's moving at, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of miles per hour in the upper atmosphere, low Earth orbit, yeah. and actually target all of them and take them all down or take a lot of them down at the same time would take an unbelievable amount of resources. Yeah, I'm talking enough jet fuel to, to, to fly every single plane in the world for two years, yeah. right? We're talking unbelievable amount of computing power, an unbelievable amount of manpower, yeah. To actually, so, and you can counter this, but I don't think it's a threat that we really need to be super worried about right now. Well, not like today. Not today. But we've got an administration that's talking about a space force. Yeah. Right? Oh, we got to get a space force by 2020 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but other countries already have them. Well, but they're, but they're, but they're fledgling, right? China already has one. China has one, but I mean, is it doing anything? I don't know. I don't know either. How would we know? That's true. That's true. You know? But you've got an Air Force currently that operates in all spheres of the globe. What I mean is the troposphere, the stratosphere, everything in between. Yeah, they were right? owning space until now. I mean, the, the, the Air Force is incredibly comprehensive in their <laughs> scope, and the Navy is able Are to... Are you saying you don't support the Space Force? I'm saying that we could spend money elsewhere. You're a Space Force denier. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that that's uh, that's not the thing that we need to be worrying about right now. You're right. You're probably right. I, I mean, mean, you know, Syria is a big, you know, issue. Siri? Know, Syria. <laughs> oh, Syria. Syria. <laughs> not Apple. <laughs> uh, Siri blows. Yeah. And, I mean, dude, Fucking there's Siri. like there's live slave trading in the in the Middle East again. Are you in serious? Libya? Yeah, you didn't know about that. Oh my god! No. You don't read the news, do you? I um. Yeah, I just go on Google News uh, occasionally and just uh, see how how the Russia investigation's going. That's all I'm interested in. <laughs> um, where is it? Is it Libya? 
Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah, it's a real thing. 2018, Libyan slave trade continues while militants kill and torture with impunity, UN says. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a real awful. thing. They're, they're legitimately back to slavery So um, in Syria. I mean, that's a real thing. There's women and children being sold for slaves. But, you know, I mean, Syria is already completely torn by civil war. Yeah. Well, is you know why? It's because we destabilized the, the area under Obama's control. We overthrew their leader, and now the fucking... Well, who's currently calling the shots over there? Terrorists took over. I don't know, the Libyan. This is some incredibly depressing shit. I don't know. I don't retain facts like the way I should. I just read shit, and then I get super angry, and I remember how I feel. <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> I don't remember every fact uh, of like what I read. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, God damn it. Slave trade and shit in Libya? It's Obama's fault? Well, fuck Obama then. Well, and then I'm like... Uh, <laughs> and then I move on. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I find in my... Uh, what, I'm uh, 23 years old. I um, I find that it's hard enough to take care of myself. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard, it's, uh, hard enough to keep my own blood pressure down. Um, oh, man. So, I uh, yeah, the news is not a great way to calm yourself. Um, yeah. You're right. It's not. No. Right. No. Uh, you know, if you, if you, if you want to calm yourself, you can take up a hobby. Um, you can make some short films, maybe. That, uh, that's, how, that's what I like to do. Um, if I have the time, um, but yeah, reading the news, reading the news is like, it's, it's good to keep up with current events, but, and this is something I have to remind myself of, you can't control that. Oh no, you can't. The only power that you have as a middle-class person in America it's voting. That's the only control that you have in anything that's happening globally. You're right. Right. So, and, and it's not even global. It's just domestic. I mean, if you if you elect certain leaders, they will enact certain foreign policy, but it's all super Oh, yeah, no, we can't I mean, control any of that shit. It's no. just crazy, like, knowing what's going on, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or, like, what we're involved <laughs> in. Uh, mm. Mm. So get this. Yeah, okay, we got a lot of Star Wars stuff around here. You know, yeah. the, so the Imperial Empire, right? Yeah. If you're a friend of the Imperial Empire, you, you're probably, you're probably going to live a fine life, right? Unless you, like, live on a planet where, you know, they're doing, like, Imperial testing or something like that. But if you live in middle-class Imperial society in Star Wars, you're probably doing all right, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you're okay to just kind of, you know, lay low, just, you know, let the Emperor do his thing. You're just trying to support your family. You're living on Coruscant, whatever the fuck. Okay, yeah, the Imperial yeah, Empire yeah. is doing whatever the fuck they do. Okay, yeah. I'm just trying to live my life. Yeah. That's kind of like living in the United States of America, right? <laughs> Put your head down and ignore it. Well, I'm just saying that we have our hands, our tendrils, and a lot of weird, shady shit all over the world. And it's all in the... Um, Okay, and again, people, I'm a patriot. I swear to God. I, I, I you know, democracy is, you know, in my blood. But yeah. you look back at Vietnam, you look back at the fight against communism. I mean, that really wasn't about communism. No. No, absolutely not. But you you just, you know, you're, you're living, uh, just trying to keep your head down. You're living in a very wealthy country, a country that emits the most carbon dioxide out of any other country in the world. We consume the, mo- the most. We throw away the most. We're... 
I mean, are we are we the good guys? Are we really the good guys? I don't know. I mean, in the global scheme of things, yeah, we're the good guys. Are 100%. we the good guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what helps you sleep at night. I mean, it depends on what perspective you have, though. That's true. You know? That's true. It's like, are we helping more people than we're harming? Arguably, yes. <laughs> you say arguably. Arguably, yes. Why do you say arguably? Well, because people would argue it the other way. Like, we're <laughs> harming a lot of other people yeah. that we have no business harming. So it's like, meh. Meh. <laughs> but, but it's like, what other country is going to step up if we don't? Like, if we, if the government just backed off of what we do in military-wise, globally, like the world would fall apart. I guess that's true. Yeah, you I know, mean, yeah. Like we have military resources in upwards of like hundreds of countries. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we a have lot a of people rely presence. on us for that, for just keeping stability. Does Japan? You know? Does Japan still rely on us for that? I don't know. We probably have military bases there still. Oh, we absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, my mother in law, she she grew up on a Japanese uh, uh, naval base, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, anyway, that's just food for thought, people. Um, no points I'm making are absolute, and you can debate whatever you want. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to hard enough to take care of yourself. You just got to keep your head down sometimes, you know. I mean, yeah. the things that happen locally are crazy enough. I mean, dude, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio lost his primary. Do you hear about that? Yeah, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> Me too. I'm not even <laughs> remotely upset. Oh, uh, well, he was uh, running. Oh, I don't know what district he was running in, but he was uh, up in Paradise Valley, I'm pretty sure. Or uh, was it? Uh, oh, Fountain Hills. He he was representing the Fountain Hills area. Oh, I don't know. Which is super weird. Um, I couldn't believe he was running, honestly. I just think um, if he got elected to Senate, it was Senate, right? Yes. It That's just a slap in the face to the rest of the fucking country like oh my god yeah he was pardoned he committed a felony <laughs> while he was in office yeah and he got pardoned by the president one of the most controversial presidents ever in history yes. and then he has the balls to say you know what i'm gonna fucking run. go for senate <laughs> like sheriff wasn't enough sheriff wasn't enough mm, no Mm-mm. and it's like he wasn't even a good sheriff you know, well, he would. I mean, he was a f- fucking asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it's like, why <laughs> run for senate? He was garbage. Uh, he was a horrible person. Would you, would you do a week? Would you do a week in tent city? A week? Oh my god! <laughs> in the I, heat of the summer, I can't believe that we allowed that to go on for so long. To be honest with tent you, tent city in like July. I in, can't believe that that even was allowed to happen. People, Phoenix, Arizona, is the hottest place. On the continental United States. I mean, in, in between Canada, the United States, and Mexico. I mean, there's probably a couple places in Mexico that that rival Phoenix, but Phoenix is fucking hot. And you've got yeah. you've got people just like out in the middle of the desert, like near Anthem or something, just in tents. Yeah. In the m- midday sun, just working. Yeah. I can't believe that shit. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, and, and some people have argued like, oh well, at least you get to sleep under the stars. Blah blah blah. Yeah, in chains. I don't. I mean, <laughs> people say the most crazy <laughs> shit to support that. 
I, yeah. It was honestly pretty disturbing that we even had to have, like, it was, like, it was so fucked up that it was a global news conversation. Mm-hmm. It was, like, Arizona has a prison outside in the heat. Yes. And people were, like, really? That's crazy. <laughs> and it was just, like, yeah. yep, next day, like, uh. oh, we'll move on. And, yeah, it was just, like, the most disturbing. But it was, like, he was racial profiling. He ordered his fucking employees to discriminate against Mexican people. Like, it's just, like, it's disturbing. Ridiculous. Like, I'm all for stereotyping and whatever. Like, you see a suspicious car in the wrong neighborhood. Great. But, like, you can't just say every Mexican person deserves to be pulled over. Absolutely not. Um, (sighs) You know... When the uh, and, and keep in mind, you know, I I was we were both pretty young when the uh, financial crisis of two thousand seven two thousand eight came along. Yeah, but um, I remember it to a degree. Uh, my family was affected. I'm sure yours was too. Oh yeah, um, it was easy at that time to blame immigrants for your your woes. You know, oh well, they're, they're gonna come here and take our fucking jobs. Blah blah blah. Well, that's how, like, the media spun it. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, what else do you do? People are losing jobs left and right. There's no market at all for any skilled workers, and then you've got an immigration crisis, and what do you do? Yeah. They're coming here to take our jobs. Yeah. Seriously, like, have you ever bought, like, uh, a box of Driscoll's Berries, you know? Like yeah. Sort? Yeah, well, that's the kinds of jobs they're taking. They're not taking your fucking office job. They're taking landscaping jobs and like yeah. under the table cash jobs. So anymore, I think it's I think it's crazy to say that people are immigrating here illegally to take your job, especially with the kind of economy that we're going through right now. Yeah. Well, an illegal immigrants not qualified for a basic job. Like you have to take like a cash paid under the table job you have to be willing to deal with an employer that that risks it's okay with legal yeah exactly so it's like they're not like me it's like my job's not being affected i worked i worked in a warehouse so i told you about this earlier when i came over but i worked in a warehouse last summer uh, through through the winter too and even they like they employed a lot of um, first generation immigrants over there but they were legal immigrants and they were good people but even they required you to come to the table with a driver's license and a secondary form of, of identification and a um you know a way to be able to tax you that you had to you had to prove that you were a citizen of the united states yeah to work in this warehouse right which is i mean i'm not saying that warehouse job is a bad job i'm just saying that it's it's not like a, a you're not like working on airplanes or something you know you're like you're like packing a packing boxes right right even they required you to come come and approve you're a u.s citizen right there's no way that an immigrant is coming to take your job right. because your employer wouldn't allow it. Right. It's just not going to happen. If they allowed it, yeah. the IRS, the, uh, the FBI could come in and shut you well, down. The people who are saying, like, they're taking our jobs and shit, most of those people either, A, already have a job, or B, don't have a job and are actively trying to get one. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what are you even complaining about? I don't like, know. I don't know. A bunch and of you were saying they're taking our jobs. It's like, dude, you have a job. You have a job. What do you mean they're taking your jobs? You have one. I what do you mean? Like, are you going for a second one and like they're <laughs> getting that? Like, I don't. I just want to keep have my a job. Open. I just like, want to keep my options open, bro. You like, already have one. Uh, uh, <laughs> fucking, I just want to keep my opportunities open. I want open jobs it's like always. The most disturbing thing. Well, it also translates into the refugee crisis. I hear a lot of people say, "Dude, like, that's oh, kind of scary in like France right now." What's going on over there? 
They're everywhere. They're just coming over in boats. I read about it on the news like every day. Are they able to get work? Oh, work? No, I don't know. Uh, my buddy Alex said, "Who's Dakota Jones? Dakota Jones is uh this guy right here." Yeah, you know, I I can I can say a little bit about who I am. So, uh, I'm just a normal guy, uh, from Northern California, uh, born in the farm town of Edesto, California. Very dusty, um, very gross there, but. Uh, lived in Arizona for the last 12 years, met this guy in Flagstaff. Uh, we were, you know, privileged enough to get a post-secondary education. Privileged. Uh, like the, uh, you know, uh, Western assholes that we are. Um, and then, uh, I actually ended up working for him <laughs> for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Well, at least he was my supervisor. And then, uh, we just helped both happened to end up in Phoenix. So I just, I make movies. That's who I am. I try to anyway. <laughs> right. Corporate so, video. Corporate video. Fuck off, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got some shit talkers in this chat. That's okay. I mean, we're talking pretty political. Never shit had right chat now. before. It's kind of cool. I enjoy it. I forgot what I was googling before you that's introduced okay. yourself. That's okay. We can get away from politics. Oh yeah, that's fine. We hear enough about that. I tried anyway. to go into the space force and it didn't last long. Oh uh, well, the space force is silly. I really just think we should be focusing on climate change right now, personally. But no one gives a shit about that. So no, no. What's your thoughts on climate change? I have very, very passionate thoughts about climate yeah. change. I think it's an absolute tragedy. What do you think about? Uh, you've been following like Boolean slat and like the ocean cleanup project. Yeah. Oh yeah. That? Yeah. The ocean cleanup project is fine. You know, if Indonesia would stop pouring their goddamn shit in the water. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, we've got we've got countries that aren't developed enough to handle their waste, and so they just what do they do? They pour yeah. it in the water. That's what we used to do. At the turn of the century, New York City just put all their trash on barges and then just eventually just let the barges sink. Mm -hmm. And then all that shit just ended up going in the ocean. Well, back in the day, yeah. I mean, they used to just have runoff or sewage into the yeah. waterways. Yeah. I mean, where else do you – it ends up going into the water. Think about this. This is kind of crazy. If you ditch a water bottle on the side of the road, right, and we're in the desert of all places, right – it will almost guarantee, well, not almost guaranteed, but it could likely end up in the ocean, even with us being in the desert here. And here's how. So you ditch a bottle on the side of the road. Okay, whatever. Who gives a shit? And then a monsoon comes along, and the rain washes that bottle into the storm system. So the water, go, you know, the water goes and travels out some irrigation ditch, yeah. and that bottle ends up eventually, wind, water, other influences involved, starts making it its way towards the Colorado River. And that bottle ends up in the Colorado River somewhere down by Yuma. And then the Colorado River eventually reaches the ocean. Well, it used to anyway. But during flooding season, it actually charges into the ocean. And boom, your bottle ends up in the ocean. And it's going to take a while, but it eventually happens. That's, yeah. why littering, that's why littering was demonized in the 70s. Yeah. Because somehow it ends up in a really bad place. Yeah. Not to mention it looks like shit on the road. There was a lot of hippies back then too. So. Yeah. But, I mean. We could use some more hippies. But what do you think we should be doing about climate change in general? It's um, it's a it's one of those issues that I that I I feel like we should address, but it's almost impossible to address. Yeah, because well, because most people don't believe in it, right? Well, uh, well, actually, that's changing. Uh, and, and maybe I'm maybe I'm being optimistic, but I really think that's changing. Think about every every major media outlet, including Fox News agrees climate change is happening. Fox News has run so many stories about how like LA is like in certain bids to tackle climate change for this or that or whatever. They've run stories on climate change. People yeah. are talking about it. That was something, I mean, 10 years ago, 
it was like cool to deny climate change because like it's a debated science, blah, blah, blah. But now people are really are actually talking about it. Yeah. I would say that I would say that slightly over half of Americans really agree it's a big problem. And you don't have to agree it's a big problem to believe in it. You could say, oh, yeah, you know, the climate's changing. It's getting hotter. But I don't think it's something we need to focus on. But yeah. you still admit that it's real. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's one of those issues that it's, I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to tackle it. We have a society that, I mean, look at the operation in our room, in this room right now. We're using electricity that's generated by fossil fuel in some shape or form, if not like base load generated by nuclear power here in Phoenix. But yeah, I mean, we depend on it. We have to have electricity. We have to have energy. Yeah. It's the way we live. And it's, it's liberated us in many ways. I mean, and you know, the human race has been liberated by energy in many ways. We can get anywhere that we need to within, you know, 14 hours. You, yeah. know, you can fly anywhere in the world with like within 20 hours, you know, and that was never been, that's never been able to been uh, done before in all human history. Yeah. These kinds of conveniences can't just, we can't just be like, ah, yeah, no more flights, uh, cars. Uh, those are done for, you can't drive cars anymore. No one will enact policy like that. We can't do that. Yeah. We can't go backwards. But what should we like do about it though? You know, well, we're like, gonna, yeah. I mean, it's clearly like a, a well-known issue, like for the for the Olympics in Beijing, like they literally told people to not work for two days to lower the pollution in the city. That's ridiculous. You didn't know that? That's insane. Yeah. Like Just so, the, so, the, so, the, so the games could be nice. So the games yeah. could look nice. Yeah. It was like a national holiday type deal. So where, the pollution would lower. Yeah. To get public transportation to stop running and all that shit so pollution would go down so air quality would be somewhat better for the games so it's like it's like a known thing across the world but it's like what are we going to do about it well i mean you you could hearken it to a hundred different issues i mean we all have problems that we ignore right i mean you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you something and you don't want to address it because it's going to have to ensue a major lifestyle change right yeah. if the doctor told you like oh you know uh you got high cholesterol well you really like bacon don't you you know or like oh i i, I enjoy the way i live i don't want to have to adjust yeah. to to address this cholesterol problem yeah i know that's a well, small no example to adjust to climate change is no. that what you're saying uh, that's exactly what i'm saying yeah. i mean like the, the the fact that i got over here from across the valley in 20 minutes is incredibly convenient. I don't want to have to hook up my horse to my carriage and drive, you know, clippity clop over here and take a day to get from Gilbert, Arizona to we go or Phoenix. We're in Phoenix. We're technically in the municipality of Phoenix. I mean, that's unacceptable nowadays. That's not going to ever happen. So, I mean, and, and everyone knows that. That's why climate change is allowed to, you know, um, continue. Um, I think what we're going to, what's crazy is what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to start geoengineering things. We're going to actually have to take full, I mean, we have humans like control, right? Yeah. We love control. Yeah. We like to control our social circles. We like to control the things that we eat. We control the way that we live our lives through and through. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to start controlling our environment. We're going to have to literally start engineering the planet to act so. the way we need it to act. Yeah. I mean... The only reason that we, you and I are here talking right now is because the the planet was in a Goldilocks zone around its star. That's true. And we're gonna have to start. We're gonna have to start adjusting our planet to 
comply with what we need. We is need it, crop yields. Is it you possible know? to like start making more oil? Like Synthetic fossil, oil. like fossil fuels. They're made out of fossils, right? Like it's yeah. oil that in theory, in theory, was made by. <laughs> oh Jesus! Bless. <laughs> Bless. Woo. Um. Was made by the bones, you know, over millions of years, getting pushed down. Of old organisms. And blah, blah, blah. Like, can we just start, like, taking human bodies and, like, putting oh them in big, God. like, fucking... I mean, so many people die every day, right? Like, yeah. can we just, like, smush our bones and shit into, like, the <laughs> earth and, like, compact them and start making, like, well, oil that way? And I'm just a generalist speaking, you know. Matrix-style, like, just batteries. We'll just, people will just be batteries for the planet. It sounds like ma- the Matrix to me. That's what I mean, Matrix-style. Well, um, the process of turning a living organism into crude oil takes hundreds of millions of years. Um, to accelerate that process would be ridiculous. Um, however, there's this uh, Canadian uh, company called um, Carbon Engineering. They're, they're located in Calgary. They recently proved that you could take a ton, a single ton, uh, a metric ton of carbon dioxide and turn it into liquid fuel, into actual synthetic gasoline. Carbon dioxide? In the air, the stuff that's causing climate change. How do you do that? So they have this facility in Calgary, which is like, it basically, it looks like a factory, right? But it's got these big turbines that, that... that suck in air, right? Yeah. And the air goes through a chemical process where they run uh, the air through this uh, trellis, and the trellis has liquid. It's like a it's like a basic liquid. By basic, I mean like versus acidic, right? Yeah. And so the air runs through this liquid, and the carbon dioxide sticks to the minerals in that liquid, and then they're able to run it through a couple different chem- uh, chemical processes to isolate the carbon dioxide and actually change the carbon into synthetic gasoline it's a it's very intensive but they can do it and they can do it for a hundred dollars a ton they actually got the price to a hundred dollars a ton and a metric ton that's of, fascinating it's really cool it's really cool but it's probably what we're gonna have to have to end up doing on a global scale because i think humans emit nine gigatons of carbon dioxide every year gigatons i mean we're talking a shitload of carbon dioxide right not to mention other greenhouse gases yeah. so it's probably going to have to start happening. I mean, we're probably going to have to start by like, you know, the mid 2030s. We're probably, I mean, policy, hopefully, unless dictator Trump stays around, we're going to need to have policy that makes carbon removal viable, you know, because otherwise, Lord. I mean, what are you going to do about crop yields? Every degree of warming that happens, crop yields drop by 10% according to a to a recent study. So think about how much land that we have producing food for humans and livestock. It's not a lot. Oh, it's a sh- oh, wait. Oh, no, no, it's a shitload. I mean, but I mean in in like relative proportion to like land, we don't have oh, a whole lot. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because we don't have a lot of land that exists in climatic conditions to viably produce food. If you have the world warming that's what up, I mean, like yeah. like Arizona, we can't fucking grow food here. No. Like we don't have a whole lot of land that we grow food on. You need water. You need water that stays liquid, mm-hmm. you know, and y- you need good soil. Yeah. And if you have the world warming up degree by degree by degree Celsius, you can't grow food anymore. That's the big problem. Yeah. That's the big problem. And then if you have ice caps melt, then you have that feedback effect where we're no longer reflecting light into space. 
and then you have a, a world that's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter, you know? Um, anyway, it's super dark, but it's true. You know, you're so, gonna, we're all going to die. That's already going to happen. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's the natural progression Global of life. Global warming going to come fucking kill us all. It wouldn't be a podcast with Dakota Jones without talking about that. That, that was actually oh, something. I, I fell in love with film um, when I was a young boy sixth grade i loved i loved stop action animation i, really? I had my legos man that's where it all started was legos you yeah. know like i realized i could take a, a camera and take a picture and move a lego and take a picture take and move 10 a LEGO. pictures and have a scene yeah yeah exactly um actually more like 100 pictures if you yeah, want to make yeah, it look yeah. good <laughs> but um it's more like what is it it's actually like one picture for every frame so it's like 24 photos for every second yes if you want to be really ideal for stop action animation that's what tim burton does yeah 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 and then like 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 semi-professionals do like 12 frames a second because that's a little bit more manageable mm-hmm. you know um because like i mean we're live streaming on twitch right now at what probably 30 frames a second or 30, something yeah yeah, so I mean that's super easy to do when you're doing live action, but when you're like actually like manipulating characters, that gets really fucking. That's like some quick. super nerdy film shit. They're like, <laughs> I just know, like I'm like, yeah, it's 24 frames a second. And people are like, what the what fuck? The fuck? <laughs> like, no, it's 24 frames for every second in the film. Yeah, you have to admit to to produce the illusion of motion. However, um, there there was a point like I start I, I turned 16 and I could get in a car. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh fuck! I can finally drive. I can finally drive. Thank God. Yeah. And um, I, I I started to hear about this thing called global warming and how cars are somehow tied to that. And I really like cars. I love cars to this day. I think cars are hilarious. Yeah. And um, You're supporting global warming. Yeah, yeah. By liking cars, I've apparently and driving them. But you know, at sixteen, I'm like, oh, what, what's this global warming stuff? I don't, I don't know what this is. I'm just in high school. Blah blah blah. And then I originally, I, or I, not originally, that's the wrong word, eventually realized that, oh, the, the way that I live has a global impact. There's an externality to the way that I live. The fact yeah. that I fill up my car with gas and drive it around is actually affecting the way that the climate works. Yeah. I can't believe that. And because I, I have a firm belief in science. You know, I think a lot of people, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't, that don't really give science enough credit, you know? Yeah. The way that the way that we live is a product of science, you know? So when I heard that climate change was a thing, I totally bought in. Immediately bought in and, and tried to learn everything I could about it. And I actually got a minor in a, at NAU. Oh, a minor. Oh, at a state at a state college. <laughs> <laughs> in a I didn't get a minor actually. Well that's probably yeah, I mean that, that allowed you to focus more on smoking weed. Yeah. It did. <laughs> It did. That was my minor, actually. <laughs> I remember this kid would wear like you'd wear like Marvel shirts and stuff, and like you had uh, gauges that were like Superman gauges. Oh yeah, do you still have those? Day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like I love film and I love I love studying climate change. It's the weirdest combo in the world. I'd love to make a movie about climate change. Yeah, um, like a fictional film that like that actually oh, explores like a the Im- one? yeah that explores the impacts of unchecked climate change. I'd love not like day after movie. tomorrow, not necessarily. That's like very like doomsday. Like there's a fucking wave. I like, love that movie so much. <laughs> I love it. I Dennis mean, Quaid. It's gonna be much more subtle than that, you know. Dennis Quaid. I love that movie so much. <laughs> I really do. Anytime it's on TV, I'll fucking watch that shit. Fantastic. I love that movie. <laughs> it's so entertaining. 
Ah, well, you just got to love Dennis. He's a good boy. Ah, uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. So good. You ever see Nightcrawler? Yeah, oh, I like Night- Nightcrawler. Yeah. It's creepy. It's a disturbing movie. Yeah, it was disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I know you like writing movies, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So I've always thought about... You ever hear about... Uh, what's that movie called? It's got... You know the guy that plays um, Captain America? What's his name? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. He stars uh-huh. in this movie. It's called... Um, oh, my God. What is it called? It's like a, it's like a climate change movie. It's, it happens on a train. Um whatever i can't remember the name anyway it's a movie about how uh these scientists tried to combat climate change with these geoengineering experiments and they went horribly wrong and so the world freezes over and he and and the rest of humanity which is like a couple thousand people live on this train and this train just like circles the globe like twenty four seven. Yeah, movie is this? look it up. It's Chris Evans. Just look up Chris Evans' train movie. Chris Evans' train movie. What is it called? Snowpiercer. Thank you, Snowpiercer. That's what it's called. Yes, yes. Yeah, so Snowpiercer is about how this climate change experiment goes awfully wrong. And the world freezes over because they try to geoengineer the planet to, to address the warming, right? Cool. So then they live on this train. These people live on this train, and all this shit ends up going awry. But, like, I got a 7? Seven? 7 out of 10 on IMDb? Yeah. What do you trust more? Do you trust Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb more? I don't really trust people's opinions on movies. <laughs> honestly. That's probably good. That's uh, probably good. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason I wanted to get into movies was because I felt like I could make movies better than other people could. Like, I'd watch them, and I'm like, the fuck? Like, why'd you do that shit in this scene? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking change that. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, that type of shit. Sure, yeah. Uh, but I think I'm still the same way. Like, I go into most movies pretty open-minded. Like, I'll hear a movie's just garbage. So people are like, oh, it's fucking terrible, dude. Like, whatever. Can't believe you're going to see that. And I'm like, all right. Sure. And then I'll go see it. I'm like, it was awesome. I thought it was great. Like, you know wow. what I mean? Like, okay. And I don't, I don't really care about like. I, I definitely read opinions, but I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. It's I'm like whatever. How does Rotten Tomatoes make money? They're they're like, probably ads. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they probably put their shit on other. Uh, oh, you know what though? Um, people will like say like, oh yeah, like, like this, this movie is certified fresh. I hate, you know? that. I hate that so much. Don't they have to pay Rotten Tomatoes to use that? Probably, yeah. That's how they make it's money. A, That's probably how they make a trademark. Exactly. Term. So you have to actually pay Rotten Tomatoes to say that you're certified yeah. fresh on an they ad. They just make money on the advertising. There you go. There you it's, go. And it's owned by Fandango. So there you go. So Fandango, they aggregate movie tickets, right? So, so Rotten Tomatoes is just a off of it okay well there you go okay wow see smart work smarter not harder that's i guess it's the name of the game in making money is how can i make someone's life easier a bunch of people's lives easier and make a ton of money without doing anything rotten tomatoes like that's how they did it is okay well we're just going to provide a forum for people to talk shit about movies and then get paid to have our our little tomato you know png file get put in the movie trailers boom pretty much millionaire <laughs> uh, can't believe that. God. Yeah, I never really go on to Rotten Tomatoes to be honest, like ever. 
I usually just do IMDb. Yeah. I've never really gone to Rotten Tomatoes to like read anything. I, I just because I don't care about people's opinions. Like, uh, like there's so many people. Like every Star Wars movie gets trashed lately. Every yeah. fucking one. Yeah. They're like, no, it's terrible. How was Solo? I didn't end up seeing it. Actually. I. It was. Uh, it was entertaining. Yeah. I could have gone without it. I, I feel like everyone said that though. That it was. It was not. Uh, it's not what I wanted out of a Star Wars movie. Like, you know, like, I want yeah. Jedi, I want fucking action and shit. Like, it was it was a cool introduction to his character, but I could have gone without it. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like, it okay. wasn't anything, like, uh, they do the whole Kessel run, you know? He did the Kessel run in 12 parsecs or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that is in the movie, but they don't even, like, explain... It fully to the point where it's like significant. It's just kind of like he has to get to this place as fast as possible, and that is technically what they call the Kessel Run. That's wait, that's literally the plot. The Kessel mm. runs the plot. No, it's like at the end. Oh, oh, it's it's really weird. It's not like a well put together movie. Like I I was trying to explain it to someone, and like they didn't do anything. To make me care about Han Solo in the movie. Oh. Like, if I didn't know he was Han Solo, I wouldn't have cared oh. about him. So, like the, ca- the character development was pretty poor. It was pretty bad. Like, they didn't... Uh, How did Disney fuck up on that? I don't know. Probably because it's just a pre-existing character, I imagine. And they didn't want to solely focus on, like, building this emotional bond with Han Solo. But, like, it was genuinely the type of movie, like, if he died, I wouldn't have cared. Like, they, do you know what I mean? They, they failed. Like, I if mean, the ship blew up, I would have been like, oh. Oh, well, there, there <laughs> like, goes Han Solo. I would have been like, no, the savior of the Jedi race died. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, like, it yeah. It was just like, oh, well, this, like, smuggler just died. That's unfortunate. I, I mean, dude, <laughs> that's... that's, that's there's two. There's two huge components to screenwriting. It's you got to de- you got to deliver an interesting plot and really robust characters. It sounds like they really failed to like. They they essentially just like used the fact that he was Han Solo as a crutch to just ignore his character development. In the comments, Alex said it was all right. Worst of all the new movies, it was a fun film. Is the best way I could say it. Ah, uh, yeah. It okay, was definitely well, the worst of the new enough. movies. Yeah, I just wish they'd stop doing these, like, bullshit things that, like, no one cares about. Like, give us an Obi-Wan movie already, or a Darth Maul movie, or a Darth Vader movie. And, and, like, and Disney has been so vehemently opposed to touching the prequels. They don't want to touch them. I just don't get it, though. It's like, there's so much storyline between him becoming Darth Vader in Episode 3 and A New Hope in Episode 4. Like, there's so much story. There's... 20 or 30 years of stories they could do. They don't want to touch it for some reason. Like Darth Vader. I want to see Darth Vader like flying around whooping ass with his lightsaber. You know what I mean? Like I want to see him (laughs) in a cockpit (laughs) of a ship flying to a a planet like I'm going to go fuck some shit up today. And then he goes and fucking kills a bunch of people. I want to see that. Like, I want to see some like the the scene in uh, Rogue One. Yes, where he comes out and he lights his lightsaber and whoops ass. I want to see two hours of that. That scene is the best part of that entire movie. Which Rogue One, Rogue One was also awesome. Um, I have this like it's weird, but I have this um, 
this this love for robots in movies for some reason. I've always identified with robots in movies, like especially robots that have personalities. And so that robot in Rogue One, like how he just like goes out like a gangster is so fucking sad to me. Like, you uh, remember remember when he's, like, protecting, like, the comm portal or the the, uh, the, the terminal uh-huh. there? And he's just, like, fucking shooting, like, all What's the... What's his name? It's K... Is it K? Something. I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I can't remember. It's okay, but he's he's such a badass in that movie. He And he, he just has a directive, right? Like, protect this terminal, you know? And he's just, like, shooting the Imperial officers left and right. And he just goes out like such a hero. I always have had like it gives me chills to think about the robots in in pop culture in, in general that have gone out like heroes, you know. Like you ever see that movie Short Circuit? Yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, what's he, Johnny Five? Johnny Five is awesome. He ends up like protecting that that lady from her abusive mm. boyfriend, and that just like makes me just like warms my heart. You know, he's just a fucking robot. Have you ever seen? K K S two zero. Thank you. K two. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. That's that's he's awesome. Um, you know? Have you seen that killer robot movie from the eighties? I have it in my living room or on my DVD shelf. Uh, fuck. Do you know who's in it? Um, it's it. No, I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Tell me what it's about. I might be able it's to like, help you. It's like it's like a robot video game where like it it, it levels up, and uh, as it levels up, it starts getting more deadly, and it like gains more like ammunition to use. Like it starts, it's like level one, and it like shoots little darts at you, and like you like shoot back, and like you're like it's like this interactive little robot video oh. game. And then uh, by like level five, you know, it's like level five, like killer mode or whatever, and it's like sucking up bbs and marvels that it finds in like the kid's room and like hurtling them and like killing people at that point oh and like so it starts finding like like razors and like nails and shit and like shooting the, and it goes on like this rampage and starts killing all these people i uh, that seems <laughs> fa- that? that seems fairly abstract to me that's that's underground i don't think i've ever heard of that movie that that sounds w- wacky uh hate to be a victim of that machine oh god damn it what is it called um it's in my it's on my fucking dvd shelf man (laughs) if you can Uh, get up and go take a look um yeah wow sounds um i can't remember obscure that's the word i'm looking for obscure uh i think you would enjoy that movie though it was like one of my favorites as a kid uh What's that one movie called? Like I small. Can't uh, remember what it is. You remember that movie, Small Soldiers? Yeah, Small Soldiers. Dude. Or like Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, I like Indian in the cupboard. I've never seen Indian in the cupboard. Really? No. Kind of same thing. Oh yeah. Or like that one. Is it Indian in the cupboard? Where he like puts the toys in the cupboard and they come to life? Ooh, that's spooky. You know what I'm talking. I, about? I I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it though. Really? That's awful. Small. I think Seriously. that is Indian in the cupboard. Highly recommend watching small soldiers though that movie if you haven't seen it since your childhood will trip you out this is weird yeah they turn out to be yeah he puts toys in the cabinet they like come to life so the, the cabinet actually animates them yeah. oh 1995 the year of my birth there you go this is like toy story shit like everyone's trying to 
get on the Toy Story train. Yep, yep, exactly. Like, Toy oh, Story we have an idea for, for live toys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, totally. Toy Soldiers, this mm-hmm. one? Yeah, uh, no, 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 it's Small Soldiers. Oh, Small Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I love this movie. Yeah. They like put like this like top secret military chip into these into these yeah, toys. And I remember gives them watching this as a kid like so many times. It, it, it's actually it starts off innocent innocent enough. It becomes incredibly disturbing. Oh, ad! It becomes disturbing. Yeah, like these toys actually end up trying to kill the family. It gets really serious because they're they're after these alien they're after the alien toys. You know, in the uh, in the uh, the story that's developed with this toy line. You know, yeah. it's like GI Joes versus aliens. You know, and they're just like, trying to genocide these aliens. They're actually really awful. You know, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Watch that a while back. That was that was awful. They said they love Indian in the cupboard when they're frying the Barbies and shit. Oh my god! You gotta watch Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> okay, man. I'm gonna go home and watch that. Man, <laughs> we'll do a follow up podcast it's where we funny talk about that movie. To people about their like, <laughs> I want to do like a whole podcast just talking about like '90s memories. Well, hey, have you seen that trailer? Um, that movie that Jonah Hill's coming out with? Yeah, growing up in the '80s or whatever. It's I think it's called it's called in the '80s. It's called mid '90s. Oh, it's called mid. No, there's an '80s one too. Really? Uh, yeah, if you yeah. look up if you look up mid nineties, that'll come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do know what you're talking about. I watch this. This you, looks awesome. Yeah, so I keep on seeing that trailer every time I go see a movie. It looks pretty good. Um, you know, I don't know what the plot's gonna be necessarily, but just like looks like there's like just drugs and coming of age. You know, it seems like this is a popular theme lately. Yes, ever since of, Stranger Things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's. It, I mean, everything from about forty to thirty years ago is coming back strong yeah you know people are really nostalgic right now yeah it's really weird it's like everyone's super into this it's called i know there's one called like growing up in the 80s have you ever heard of um have you ever heard of vaporwave i have not look it up (laughs) vaporwave yeah have you ever heard of macintosh plus uh that's where plus that's where so vaporwave <laughs> there it is. Vaporwave is a genre of music. It's like a subculture, kind of like um like cyberpunk, you know? Uh-huh. It's essentially like a um a reimagination of the 80s and 90s where like corporate America is is like the quintessential governing law, you know? Um where consumerism is king and the music and videos or whatever is totally tailored to that. So like when you listen to a vaporwave song, it's typically like a uh, like a Michael Jackson song, just slowed down, <laughs> like slowed down by like fifty percent. It says it's like died off. Oh, vaporwave is not popular much anymore. It says how vaporwave was created then destroyed by the internet. Writing about vaporwave in twenty sixteen is almost impossible. Well, I will tell you if you get on SoundCloud, there are still people making vaporwave. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's not hard. To, well, okay. I'll eat my words right there. I don't think I could make Vaporwave, but but the way that a lot of people do it is that they just find a, a Janet Jackson song or a, I don't know, fucking Devo song and just slow it down in tempo, you know? Uh, it's fantastic, though. I'll tell you, some, some Vaporwave stuff I've heard is better than the original songs. It's groovy as hell. It's so groovy. And if you have any kind of qualm with consumer culture, it's, like, totally hilarious. That's very interesting. So, like... You'll like look up a vaporwave mix on YouTube, and the cover art will be like a McDonald's ad. You know, it's like 
come eat at McDonald's dot dot space dot. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's super bleak. But, I mean, if you have any sort of depression at all, it's super rewarding. <laughs> so weird. Vapor wa- Yeah. Is that an artist or is that a playlist? I don't know. Is this vapor underscore wave? If you if you hit play on that, will your will your sound card actually input it into the playlist or into the podcast? Um, I just have speakers, so uh, it'll pick up on our. I'm working on that. That's like my next thing to well, do. Well, that's like the hardest thing to do is actually um, make your sound card produce sound for a recording because it's like anti piracy shit. You know, you know what I'm talking. about? Oh yeah, like it like. I've tried I to. Do, you don't want to do that. But. Well, you can record your screen, right? But you can't get audio for the life of you. And then there's like little like hacks that you could do to your computer to like make your sound cl- your sound card actually be a recording source. But probably it, they be never more work. concerning if I like uh, was actually making money off of this or anything at this point. Oh, you then you would I mean? actually try to invest time into getting that to work. No, no, no. I mean, if like I would be more concerned about getting sued for like playing that song if I was like a popular oh. podcast making money. I can you guarantee know? you though, like every vaporwave song is just a remix of another song. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, like vaporwave. Vaporwave only exists because of fair use. If fair use didn't exist, that entire genre wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. No one makes money off of vaporwave. People just like it. That's interesting. Vaporwave. Vaporwave actually influenced me into buying like this shirt, right? It was like a it was like a baseball shirt. Really? Like green sleeves, white torso. And on the torso, it had the old Windows ninety five logo on it. And I was like, Yeah, this shirt is fucking sick. You know. <laughs> I spent like cool. thirty bucks on it. <laughs> I love retro shit. So at yeah. a at a the mall last weekend. I wanted to buy this fucking tank top. I think at Hot Topic. I can't remember where. Um, the tank top, the whole tank top was all purple, full purple. And then the middle of it was the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color. So all oh. it was was the screen and then the buttons and it said Game Boy Color. on it. So it's your purple Game Boy Color and it's a That's tank cool. top. And That's I was cool. like, that is ugh, the best fucking tank top ever. That that kind of um, that gets a little bit more creative than just like the classic NES controller that yeah. people wear. Like I'm classically I trained. I got my NES right there on the floor. Yeah, I see year. that actually. So do you like that? Um, that? That thing, dude, you couldn't buy one of those because they were selling out so quick. I know. I bought two of them. Well, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You fucking bastard. Uh, yeah, my second one's <laughs> on the shelf. Up there. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Dude, uh, you got to right save there. some for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, uh, I bought right. one for my brother. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, for that's Christmas. Cool. Oh, well, then that's fine. So you know, hopefully it's, it's, he doesn't listen to this, but anyway. Oh, oh. That's what I meant by I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but now I just went hard on the podcast and saying it, so um, now he knows if he, if he listens. Where, uh, does your brother live here in the Valley? Or? Tucson. Oh. I have two brothers. One's in Ohio right now. Oh, okay, Others nice. In Tucson, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, I'm gonna make a weird connection, but uh, Glee happened in Ohio. Glee. Yeah, the show. <laughs> I never watched Glee. I, you know what? I never did either, but it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. And it's actually not bad. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. That's why it was a big deal when that one guy on that show died from a heroin overdose. I remember that. That's he was like really good in that. The most I remember about that. Yeah. The whole it, show it's is a that good guy show. died. It's clever as hell. That was like one of those times when it was like, oh, this like huge 
teen star died from heroin and people were like what he does drugs and it's like yeah the real world still exists outside tv yep <laughs> hello exactly yeah 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 and there's an opiate crisis going on like, yeah demi lovato just fucking od'd like a couple weeks ago yeah i heard know? about that yeah like, it's good that she's doing well fucking uh, a. yeah but i mean uh you know uh jeff sessions if you're listening right now um weed uh, is not the problem yeah, opiates are a big one. Yeah, that's the real problem that the Justice Department should be focusing on. Oh, but, uh, that's I know. Just me. I don't want to talk about drugs. Though. Let's go back to Netflix. Yes. <laughs> what are you watching on Netflix? Uh, yeah, I so. Ju- we just binge watched Jack Ryan this weekend. Oh, really? It just came out on, oh. on Amazon. Oh, shit. Okay, that's sweet. The John Krasinski, uh, you know, Tom Clancy's that's, Jack Ryan. That's right. John so Krasinski good. was getting into that. It's that's eight awesome. episodes. We just fucking, we finished it last night. It was good enough to watch the it whole eight. It was so eight. good. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, um, who do you think did Jack Ryan better, um, Chris Pine? Oh, or Oh, this Kuczynski? is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, man, he's glowing up right now. Yeah, like, I did like uh, Ben Affleck as Jack Ryan though. Oh, did he also do? Jack yeah, Ryan? he was oh, Jack sure. Ryan in uh, the Sum of All Fears with the. Uh, oh, see, okay, of course, because there's it was like 15 years ago. There's movies that are you know that have Jack Ryan in them, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Jack, wait, is uh, Jack Ryan also like um, um, Hunt for Red October? Is that the, is that a Jack Ryan movie? Hunt for Red October? Yeah, with... Um, it might be. I think it is. That's a Jack Ryan movie. And like um, Clear and Present Danger. Oh, oh, yeah, I think Hunt for Red October is. Yeah, that was the first Jack Ryan movie ever yeah, made. Yeah, Jack Ryan, Alec Baldwin. Yes. Which is actually a pretty good movie. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, no. Dude, I, I think I have, but not for like a really long time. Oh, likewise. I, it's been like seven years for me. But What are you watching right now on Netflix, though? Well, so we've been... Uh, dude, we actually just finished the first season of Atypical. Have you ever heard of that movie? Or that show? Atypical? Atypical. No. It's a Netflix original. It's um, I don't, I don't. There's not a lot of press about it right now, but it's a, uh, it's a show about a... Um, a high schooler with autism. It's called Atypical. Atypical. Oh, with Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it it explores the life of a high schooler with autism, and his desires to get a girlfriend, and like the inner workings of his family. And I mean, that sounds pretty plain, but it was really well done. And that's something I'm always impressed with. Is and this is something I think as. Um, as filmmakers, like student filmmakers, right? Because we were both student filmmakers at one point. There's this syndrome. I, I, don't, I don't know what to call it necessarily, but it's like the two people in an apartment syndrome where like a writer is like, oh, I don't have money to make a movie, so I'm just going to write a movie about two people in an apartment, right? Yeah. That's like, that happens so much in the student filmmaking community. Yeah. They took that same kind of budget with Atypical, like, okay, we're going to, it's just a family. We're going to make a movie about it. We're going to make it. God, why do I keep on saying a movie? We're going to make a show about a family. These kids are going to high school, super low budget, and we're just going to roll with it. And they made it really interesting because they actually went into the head of a, an, an autistic high schooler. And it, it personally made me understand a little bit more about what people with autism deal with on the day-to-day. Yeah. Um, the one criticism that they got, though, was that they didn't actually cast an autistic actor. Oh my god, dude! That is the worst fucking thing. <laughs> it's worse than genocide. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I don't think them casting someone is worse. The worst fucking thing. The worst fucking thing is people are outraged about that these yes. days, and it needs to stop. Like, goddamn, uh, fucking 
fucking microphone. Scarlett Johansson lost out on doing that movie, backed out on doing that movie about the transgender woman or whatever. Because she's not transgender? Because they freaked out because she's not transgender. And it's like, okay, how many fucking transgender actresses are out there on the A-list caliber that are going to draw the attention to this movie that fucking Scarlett Johansson is? So now no one's going to see the movie. You got your wish. Yep. No one's going to see it. A no-name actress is going to be in it. No one fucking cares about the movie anymore. Congratulations. You you killed it. You killed it. It's like, what do you fucking want the outcome to be? You either want it to be a transgender actress and no one sees the movie, or you want it to be an A-list actress doing her best to to do a good job for that community and shed light on the issue and bring a lot of viewers to the movie. Like it's like you can't have it both ways. It's um, it, and that's the word that you have to focus on is A-list. Yeah. Right. High profile. Yeah. Advertisable names. Yeah. Uh, you you have a. It's actually a small pool, yeah. really, of relevant actors and actresses. How many it's a small autistic pool. actors are out there I don't that know. could have acted on the caliber of this teenager? I don't know, and Probably. done a good job in the show. It's like as, you, as you as can't a, have that form of outrage culture in the acting community. You so can't. Being a casting director has historically been a hilariously difficult job, right? Yeah. Because you need to balance what's relevant in society with what's going to work well for your characters, right? Yeah. You need to work with your director. And for with your budget. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the big one. They're like, hey, get an actress who's worth $20 million. who's transgender. Okay, there aren't any. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And so how are we going to drive traffic towards our movie? Or our show, you're not going to if you just you're cast not. nobody. It's you're not, not. going to happen. So, anyway, some people tell us to go to hell for saying that stuff, but it's true. Anyway, regardless of that, Atypical is a really good show. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It's easy to watch, too. It's just like, it's lighthearted and. There's actually some pretty juicy shit that happens in that show, though. There's like some like an affair going on and that sort of deal within, within the family. It's really good. Oh yeah. Second season's coming out in September. I know we're gonna go back and watch that when the second that comes. Out. I think it's September seventh or something like. Oh, it's September right now. What am yeah. I talking? <laughs> I still think it's August. What is it? The third. <laughs> the today? third. Yeah, it's the third. God damn. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's what we've been watching, and then we just, dude, we always come back to the office. I, I'm sorry. Like we watch the office like every night. <laughs> Sam likes to fall asleep to the office, so it's, so good. it's like always on. I'm I'm telling you, the first and second season is so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I can't <sighs> really watch like season eight and nine because they yeah. get really weird for me. Like yeah. the sweet spot I like to watch is like uh, season like two to season like five. Those are the golden years. Yeah. Golden years, yeah. Yeah. Because then uh, when does Saber come along? Like when they get bought out by Saber? Um, Like season five? I think it's season five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it starts getting a little weird. And, and, you know, you got to consider the decisions that the writers are making. You know, you have a show that's run for five years at this point. Yeah. You need new content. You need new characters. And you need an excuse to introduce new characters. Some of them are really bad. Like, uh... I was watching one of the episode is like season seven or eight the other day, and they're doing like a paper airplane contest in the <laughs> warehouse. And I was just like, Jesus, this they were they just to. stretching for material at yeah. this point. Like, hey, we haven't done a paper airplane contest, and we're at a paper company. Like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you, oh shit, we should do that. Have you ever heard of the? Uh, of course, you have. You you watch Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, I love Breaking Bad. I've seen it all. You remember the episode called The Fly? Uh, 
I don't know if you remember that episode. Vaguely. Where, is it, it the one where they're putting <laughs> sticky traps up in the... They're trying to catch a fly in yeah, the meth lab. In, in the meth lab. That's the whole episode. And they put up a shitload of sticky traps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that episode is considered to be garbage in the filmmaking community. Yeah. Like, they needed, an, they needed some way to bridge. If I'm remembering correctly, they needed some way to bridge, like, two weeks of content. And they just needed a just a goddamn episode, you know? Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, what if a fly got in the meth lab? And that's the entire episode. You know you're really stressed for content when yeah. you have to resort to like, oh, the plot is us chasing a fly. It's like, like they couldn't have done anything minutes. else. They couldn't have done fire in the meth lab. Sure, exactly. They couldn't have done like Walter, Walter has a cold. Like it's bad. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it was really bad. That episode was really bad. Yeah. Now that you bring that up, yeah. If you if you ever get a chance to watch it again, check it out. It's it's disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, for such a good show. That is you really know? bad. Yeah. Oh, Breaking Bad was the shit, though. They're reviving. Uh, did you watch Sons of Anarchy? I've only seen a few episodes of Sons oh, of Anarchy, man. but but what I've watched is pretty decent. You got to get on that. That was a show I resisted watching for a long time. Why? Like, all my friends were like, "You got to watch it. You got to watch it." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. It was just to me. I was like, "It's like a bike gang show. I don't care." Like you know, it's just like whatever. It's just like the yeah. concept to me wasn't something I was interested in. Sure. And then once I finally sat down and watched like the first two episodes, I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking badass!" Like, <laughs> like killing people. Where does it Where does stuff? it take place? L.A. Where does it take? Yeah, in California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they're just like gangster bike riders. Like you know, they're killing people, selling drugs. Like it's it's juicy. And but now they're they're uh, reviving. Uh, like the spinoff or whatever it's called the mayans it comes out i think this week is it like a netflix original or so is it is it an original of uh internet company like amazon no, it's on or? fx oh okay so fx is doing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the spinoff cool. fx is doing nice. too yeah okay was that's, it originally on fx i can't remember yeah okay so that's pretty exciting yeah ozark, that's cool. did you see ozark you know what? Actually, my Netflix. father, my father-in-law watched all of Ozark, and he Ozark. he's recommended it a ton of times. Ozark um, season two just came out. I'm fucking psyched to watch it. That's a that's a that's a Netflix original, right? Yeah, yeah. With Jason Bateman. Yeah, he's a Jason Bateman. He's so a money good. launderer. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He like uh, he's like a professional money launderer. That's like his job. That's cool. And then. Uh, his like boss basically tells him he's like packing up and he's fucking moving to like Missouri, the Ozarks, like the Lake Ozark. That's why it's called Ozark. Yeah. And, uh, so he has to start like laundering money out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just like how he's like struggling to like rebuild his life. Cause he was laundering money like through like a big company, like a stock company basically. Mm -hmm. And now he's like doing it through like these small businesses and stuff. It's kind of like Sons of Anarchy in the sense of like it's like this illegal empire thing. Yeah. But instead of like Sons of Anarchy is like the whole group that's in charge of the illegal empire. And Ozark's like this one guy who got dealt this shitty situation and like he's getting blackmailed into money laundering for this fucking like drug lord. I'm going to have to check that out. It's pretty fucking badass. Like, the shit he has to do and, like, the questionable decisions he has to make, you know, and, like... I love Jason Bateman, too, so... Yeah. yeah. It's badass. So, we, we're talking about film here for a little bit. Um, have you ever considered trying L.A. out? You know, trying to, you know, get a get a day job out there, trying to make it work or something like that? In L.A.? Yeah. Fucking A, man. It's saturated. I, I mean, mean, I've definitely thought about it. Like... Yeah. 
You know, I've thought about, like, I work at a college now. I never talk about where I work on here. Uh, I thought about just getting a job out there. Yeah. You know, like working at UCLA or some shit and moving to LA. But then I'm like, fucking cost of living is a nightmare. And yeah. I don't know if it's realistic to even have a Monday through Friday, eight to five job and try to fucking get into the film world out there. You have to, you have to part with sleep. I think yeah. you have to be okay with not sleeping. But yeah. even that it's like, what do you do from the hours of six o'clock at night when you get off of work to the time you go to sleep to, yeah. to make it in the film world? Do well, you find an agent who's at a coffee shop? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, he, here's here's what I've done in the past here in the Phoenix area and yeah. even in the Phoenix area I ended up working out semi-decently I mean not great but in LA it really would work even in San Diego anywhere in Southern California this ends up working out for a lot of people Craigslist dude yeah. and it's it's not even it's no union work on there yeah. I mean and it costs money to be part of a union um, but if you're willing to do non-union work and get paid, eh, not great to work on gigs yeah. and you have a skill to bring to the table, even if you're willing to just hold a boom mic, like, ah, oh, I'm a warm body. I can hold a boom mic and I've had experience with a Tascam DR40 or something like that. Like, boom, you can get a job on a set out in LA or, you know, and you can do that at night if you are willing to put in eight hours of work during the day, not save any money yeah. and then try to make connections. I, I would say that would be the best way to do it yeah. but you'd have to risk a lot you'd have to risk a lot worth it for me i mean here in phoenix point. i mean here in phoenix if you're making 40 a year you're doing good yeah. in phoenix really if you have roommates you're doing good here yeah 40 in la is poverty yeah no yeah. absolutely yeah so i mean that's why phoenix is really attractive you know but i don't know it's uh it'd be super cool to be on a uh, on a big time production you know you just you, there's only one place you can do it, you know. Yeah. One big place that's LA. I mean, right. You can, you, can, you, you can do Toronto. You can do you know like what New Orleans now, uh, but Atlanta. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, you know what? I got a buddy out in uh, New Mexico that uh, works um, gigs out there quite yeah. often actually because there's a couple of studios out there. But yeah, I mean LA's kind of that's the th- that's the problem with the film industry is that it's like it's not like being a nurse. Like if you you can work anywhere being a nurse you can you can work in the, on the south pole there's hospitals everywhere exactly yeah film is one place you know pretty much there are two places london and la yeah Vancouver, i mean you wouldn't maybe. move to london and get a job though well no because I mean, you're, you're not you know you're not a brit you but know? even the idea to me of like holding a boom mic on a movie set dude <laughs> like i like i get it i get that you have to start somewhere and everything but I'm at the point where I'm just like, I, I don't want to spend my time doing that shit. So last summer, um, there was this crew. The crew came to Phoenix, and I got the gig on Craigslist, and yeah. I, I held a boom mic for three days. Yeah. I got paid $7 an hour. I got paid $7 an hour to hold this boom mic and audio kit. Yeah. For, they were making this pilot for this web series. To my knowledge, oh, you know what? The uh, producer was friends with the daughter of Alice Cooper. Yeah. And so th- we were using all of Alice Cooper's facilities here in Phoenix. Like he has, he well, he had Cooperstown, which just recently closed down there in downtown Phoenix. Yeah. And then Alice Cooper's like rockers camp or whatever in central Phoenix. We used these facilities to shoot this thing. And um, I've never been so sore in my life holding a 20 pound shotgun mic boom pole 
plus having um, a, like a mixer strapped to my waist. Yeah. I was so fucked up after that weekend. I bet. I respect boom operators after that weekend. Yeah. I cannot believe the kind of work that they have to do. I mean, you're just like, like you're like you're shaking after a three minute take you know yeah. it's insane i hated it but it was i mean it was cool to meet those people they were really talented people they were shooting with a red you know i mean they had some yeah. really cool equipment really talented people on that set but um yeah i mean you dude it's not like you walk into a film job and just like get an awesome role you gotta you gotta eat shit for a little while um to uh get where you want to be or the thing that's really popular right now, if you have the money to invest in it, is becoming a drone operator. Really? Yeah. So if you can get your hands on like a, that's the thing is that drones cost more in cars. Yeah. Like drones that can actually fly yeah, real legit gear. drones are five like grand. Octocopters, dude. Have you ever heard of the uh, what is it called? The uh, free fly. It's the know. same people that make the Movi. It's like this stabilization rig. Yeah. This thing's ten grand. Out the gate, Jesus Christ. base model, yeah. And it have you seen fly. those like drone racers? Like there's professional, oh, yeah. there's professional drone racing. Like so I saw it on cool. ESPN. That's how I found out about it. So fucking cool. But like that is the type of shit. Like if I was very well off, like that is how I would be spending my free time. Like what do you do, Jeremy? Oh, I'm a fucking drone racer competitively. There's a fucking competition in San Diego this weekend. Driving out there, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Grand prize, <laughs> grand prize, eight grand. You know, yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> Grand prize is a new drone. Like, it's like, Hell yes. Like, it's, it's like drone racing and shit like that. I'm like, who does this? Oh, it's rich fucks. It's kids of rich fucks. Dude, that's the same thing. Like, like, those are the people who do it. Like, have you ever heard of indoor skydiving? Yeah. Yeah, so we have that. We actually just re- recently went to iFly here in really? off the 101. Yeah. Yeah, and like it costs $900 an hour to get trained in the wind tunnel. If you want to actually get trained to do tricks. dollars $900 an hour to pay a trainer to train you how to do tricks in the Go wind tunnel. Go fuck yourself. Oh, it's literally like the 1% sport. Go fuck yourself. It's more expensive than golf. Yeah. It's more expensive than golf. They have this world championship and like this um, this lady from, uh, oh my gosh, what's that place called? Sh- uh, not Shanghai, Saigon. Or no, not Saigon. <laughs> that city doesn't exist anymore. It's Ho, Ho Chi Minh. It's in Vietnam. Uh, wherever. Uh, won the world championship for it and was doing these crazy tricks. But it's like it costs a hilarious amount of money to be able to train in a wind tunnel. Yeah. Because it takes a shitload of electricity and resources. Yeah. You know? So... Um, it's like the Olympians. It's like Olympians and shit. Yeah, it's like, it's like these kids who become Olympians when they're fifteen and stuff. Like Sean White. It's like that's not everyone can't do that. No. You know why? Because they don't have rich parents who live by ski resorts. Yeah, like that's it's not like a normal like oh he's naturally gifted and blah blah blah. Yeah, he is. There's also millions of other kids also naturally gifted, but they don't have the resources and the money to go skiing every weekend. For 10 years straight. <laughs> like, you so, know what I mean? Like, it's like, and, going and back to your uh, fucking L.A. jobs, though. Yeah. I've uh, I've considered going to L.A. a lot. Like, a lot. I bet it's been on your mind, yeah. But it's like, I just don't even know. I don't know where I would begin. And I don't know if I have the amount of, I don't know, dedication. I don't know what the right word is. To, to walk in and say, I will do fucking anything to yeah. get in the door. Grit. I think that's the word. Like, Grit. I, I, I will not hold a boom mic for three months. You know what I mean? I won't get someone's coffee. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. 
And you know what? And and yeah. it's great that people want to do that, and that's the way they start working out. And I started as a PA, and 20 years later, look at me now. And it's like, that's wonderful. Good for you. I'm not going to do that, though. It's it's And, and that's where... That's where corporate video actually looks really nice because you can be a big fish in a small pond and yeah. you can have a desk and you can have assignments and projects yeah. and a budget that fits your, you can design your own, your own projects. You know, that's, that's, yeah. um, I've been you know, blessed to work at a university here in town too. And I, and I do video for them and I work with a great team and, um, I don't have to stand for 12 hours a day. Yeah. You know, I don't have to hold the boom mic and that's all I do. And then people yeah. like spit on me, you know, that's, I don't have to do that. Yeah. And I know that doesn't always happen, but I mean, it's kind of nice to be like, Oh yeah, you know, I work in video, but I don't eat shit. But in the film world, <laughs> you know? even if you do that for 10 years and you go to Hollywood, you're still going to have to go back to the beginning. You're still going to yeah. be that guy who has to get coffee and shit. Like there is yeah. no, yeah. Like, oh, I did film over here for 10 years. Look at me. Hollywood's like, we don't fucking care, man. Like, you, well, do you know the, what I mean? We're talking about career filmmakers, right? People yeah. that make careers out of this stuff. I think, the, I think the coolest thing that you can do as a filmmaker, you can, you can say, you know what? I, I really admire <laughs> the, 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 the profession of filmmaking, the industry. Yeah. I want to just get my movie made. Yeah. And if you make one movie in your life and it gets distributed on the film festival circuit and you get accolades and you win Sundance or something, that's the coolest thing in my mind that you can do as a filmmaker. Yeah. Not be some Spielbergian rich fuck, you know, like, oh, I make movies for a living. It's did you get your story made? Yeah. And if you got your story made, you're a success in my mind. That is true. I would like to get one fucking feature film made in my life that's for sure well you have a you have a library of stuff that you've written yeah i have a handful of shit for sure yeah you know that is my biggest regret in film school not like networking more and like making like lifetime amounts of contacts Mm -hmm. you know i mean obviously we went to a small school and it would have been different if i went to a school like arizona state or like nyu ucla but it's just like there's there's so many people who want to make movies out there and I'm not like connected to them. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I had a group of friends that I'm like, I wrote this fucking script and I wish I had a friend that was like, can I make it? I know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, you can do it. Let's, let's, let's sign. And I'll help. (laughs) Like, let me, you know, fucking produce it or whatever. And they're like, no, I really, you know, just on weekends or whatever, I'll make this over the next like couple years. You know, you have opportunities to make connections your whole life, though. It doesn't oh, yeah. have to be in film school. I can guarantee you the connections you make in film school won't be as great as the connections you make other, in other times in your life. Oh, probably not. I mean, the connections you make in film school are with, are with friends, probably right? Probably better you, from the podcast, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just depends on are you willing to make friends? Are you willing to branch out? Are you willing to go, you know, to events, go to film festivals, go talk to people? You have yeah. a billion opportunities in your life to make connections if you really want to. Um, and in film school, nobody knows who they are. Yeah. We're all, you know, 18 at that point, you know, just like trying to, you know, get a girlfriend or something, you know. Right. So I wouldn't feel super bad about it. I, you No, know, that's true. You know, um. This. My biggest thing, the biggest thing that put me out, now that you said film festival, the biggest thing that turned me off of, and I didn't always have that opinion. I did have the opinion when I was in school. I know you said you got to go to three and it's 320. Yeah, yeah. I just got a text uh, from Laura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we can cut this 
cut this off. Yeah, go. I could, dude, to be honest. So I had uh, two beers and uh, some water. And you I, got a pee? I got a pee so bad. Let me finish this thought, and then we'll wrap this shit up. All right, cool. And then uh, I can, I I can come an, back. I had an internship at the Sedona Film Festival when I was in school. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so I did that. It was like a five-day internship or whatever, the Sedona International Film Festival. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's Because, like, the guy came to, like, the film, you know, whatever, and was like, you know, we're looking for interns, blah, blah, blah. And I was the only one in that class that stayed and was like, hey, man, can I, like, can I do that? That's that gray-haired guy, right? Yeah. Uh, Jerry something. I, yeah, I, some I, God, for some reason, crazy Jerry. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, jazz. They're like, yeah, you'll get school credit. You'll get out of class. We'll let all your teachers know. Like, you don't have to make up the work and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sick. Like, a whole week in Sedona. Like, no problem. Like, put me up in a hotel and all this shit. Like, it was dope. Uh, at least I thought it was going to be dope. And then, like, once I got there, they're like, you know, you're going to meet filmmakers. You're going to see a lot of movies. Like, like behind the scenes of the film festival Sounds and all pretty this good. shit. It was nothing like that. No. Like, by the time I got there, like, basically, it was me and three other interns, and our job was to serve drinks and clean tables there you go. in the filmmaker's lounge. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so I did get to see one film a day. One, only one? You only, only got one. one free? Only Are you one. Serious? Were you getting paid at all? And it wasn't, like, the big films. No. It was like, like, the, little, like the little documentary that made it into like a... Because the big films were like ones that they sold out tickets to ahead of the time. Oh, and the film, so, so it was like, oh, this film's playing at this Harkins down the road. Not at the actual film area, but at the, uh, the other theater we have rented from the film festival. So like you can go see it at this Harkins. I worked at that Harkins when I was in high school. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it was like this huge waste of time. And like out of the five days, I only did three of them. Uh. I just didn't go back. <laughs> you just didn't show up? I didn't call. I didn't nothing. Nah, I just em. didn't go back. I was like, fuck it, dude. Like what a waste of my time. Yeah. And that to me was like, I did meet a couple filmmakers, but they were just indie small name filmmakers that like. You can give them a you business know. card. And They're like, hear. what are you studying? I'm like, a screenwriting. They're like, oh, pitch me an idea. And I'm like, uh, I'm like a sophomore and I don't really have an idea. Like, <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh. Like, it's like, uh, it was just this horrible experience. And I was like, man, that's what being a film intern is it's like, like about. serving drinks. Like, yep. fuck that, dude. Yeah. It's like it's like appropriated slave labor. You Dude, know? it was just yeah. yeah. I mean, being an intern, I would never recommend anyone getting a non-paid internship to do anything. Just get your own, get your movie made. That's yeah. that's the best you can do. Because I was like, what does this even look like on my resume? I was an intern at a film festival. What did you do there? Uh, I served drinks and clean tables. That that's worthless. Cool, man. Yeah, I know. Great. You're just trying to make connections, you know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we'll wrap this shit up, though. Dude, can I come back, though? This was super fun. Please come back. Fantastic. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah, bring the uh, girlfriend. Oh, absolutely. Well, she'll be my wife we'll here in October. I know, man. Yeah, that's big. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you on very that. much. Thank you very much. That is big. Yeah, yeah. We're really happy about it. It's gonna be super cool. We're going to Portland for our honeymoon. Oh, that'll be cool. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go. There's this uh, ice cream shop up there called Salt and Straw. They've got these wacky flavors that are supposed to be really good. So that's we're gonna sick. hit that shit. Voodoo Donuts. That's another place. Dude, I heard great things about Voodoo Donuts. <sighs> I have to. It's like the one thing online that I always see. <laughs> People going to Portland, where are Voodoo Donuts? Voodoo Donuts. Uh-huh. That's that's apparently oh the shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have a good time. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yes, thank you. Please come back. Cool. Please come back. And I'll uh, I'll I'll talk about less dark shit next time. Oh no. <laughs> I, I thought today was great, honestly, man. Awesome. This is dope. Good swath. Um, Good swath. Gotta plug my shit. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at miaz podcast. Please give my uh, Twitch a follow. I'm on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the good shit. Uh, thank you, Epic Alec three 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 for the intro uh, slide to the podcast. Thanks Trask Media for the intro uh, song, and Nick for the logo. Uh, I think that covers my basis. There you go. One. There All right. Go. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. Have a good Later. day. That was good.